Hey, New Life family, welcome to the weekly podcast. We want to take a moment to say thank you so much for listening. We hope this message encourages you and helps you in some way today move forward in your relationship with Christ and others. We pray God blesses you wherever you are today. Now enjoy the message. And I want you just to understand and and, and encourage you this morning with just the things of the Lord, the promises of him, and how he is moving us new life until some of those opportunities, you know, as Pastor Mika could give, um, as she gave uh, the testimony of, of the words that she received, even um, as Dr. Joyce was here with us, and understanding that the word that has come forth regarding um, just uh, just uh, our young adults, the, um, the youth and uh, uh, the juniors, and I want you to understand new life of just what God is doing in us and opening up the doors of opportunities and how we all and each and every one of us play a role in that and understanding that three different occasions did God one uh, publicly in front of all of us and then two um, as when the pastors were out given just how uh, uh, the the word of the Lord speaking about just the revival and just that spirit of revival within um, our young people, within young adults, uh, uh, the youth and the juniors. And I want you to understand, sometimes when things uh, come about, maybe sometimes they uh, don't always look like the way we think they will happen. But listen, I want, I want you to pay attention here. I want you to understand that the opportunity that we have with Center School District is a door opening to God with that word. Okay, I guess you're not too excited about that. I want you to understand, it, it, you, if, if you can just get a glimpse of what's going on and happening in the school systems and how they're wanting to take God out of it, you have to understand that this should be a big deal to you. I don't know about you, but it's a it's a big deal to me. It's a big deal that we have an opportunity that this school said, hey, we're going to have this uh, parent teacher uh, little deal. And we would love for some of you guys to come and be a part and greet some families. You don't understand the opportunity that that is given according to the word that was months ago. Okay, I guess we don't like promises being fulfilled. I guess, I guess you want to stay where you're at, and I guess you don't want to see those things happen. I don't know about you, but I do. And this is such a great opportunity that the Lord is opening the door that we're seeing some of his words come to pass. You know, there's another, uh, another opportunity that there's still some things in the works that uh, we haven't even shared with uh, my, uh, the pastors yet and different things. And it's nothing about myself or, or Lacey. But um, another opportunity as we grab a hold of just that promise that the Lord said that uh, last week uh, or so, um, there's been um, Lacey's uh, cousin reached out. And um, their, their family owns a school and they have different locations. And they re- and listen, I want you guys to hear this. Listen, they reached out and said, hey, would... Would you, Lacey, be interested in coming and helping lead a, a few songs in our chapel? And would Deontay like to come and lead the chapel once a week? Okay. 
Listen, I, I, I know that wasn't your name in it, but I want you to understand the opportunity that because of these words, and we're not going as, as Lacey and Deontay, but we're going carrying the word of the Lord, what he said, what he wants to do in these young people, and the opportunity that also a door opened for us to be in front of a school to begin to proclaim the name of the Lord. And I don't know about you, because maybe if you don't have a, a, a little ones, but we have a little one back there and one on the way and I and I know that we need the presence of the Lord within our schools once again and God is opening up doors and opportunity and I want to encourage you that you are a part of that so we can't stop now amen oh man I'm getting excited before I even started listen God is bringing some things to pass church uh, and I believe this word will help us propel us forward unto these things that the spoken words have been. And I want you to understand that, man, God has been doing some great and mighty things these, you know, last several weeks, maybe a month or so. And if you pay attention, there's been a shift in the services that, you know, we have, you know, some sort of an agenda, but God is doing some things and he's trying to get us to a place even as, um, the, the last Friday of last month when we had our young adult um, prayer service, understand that we had a, a bit of an agenda of some things that we wanted to do, some, some worship service. Uh, my brother being um, uh, uh, kind of exhorted and prayed, and I had a video to show, and then I was coming to kind to uh, end that service and end that just waiting and tearing upon the Lord and just waiting to hear him and God begin to move in a mighty way within that service and the pastors can attest to it he began to move and if you're if you notice that these last several weeks God has been doing some things rearranging the order of the service and 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 giving opportunities and you must pay attention because God is taking us somewhere church he's taking us somewhere and just as pastor Mika spoke and even as Lacey mentioned earlier today, I hope that last week, even from the story that Pastor Mika shared about the two women, raised some spiritual antennas to be like, oh, man, I don't want to miss an opportunity of him saying no longer will, can you, you know, can you come to me? No longer will my presence be there with you. Church, listen, grab a hold of what God is doing. It, it, it's not happening everywhere. It's not happening in, in, in churches all across. There are churches experiencing this, and we have the opportunity to experience his will and his way. Don't miss it, church. Don't miss it. So I pray this morning that the word would draw you closer to him. Listen, today, the title of my message is Follow the Ark. It is Follow the Ark. And it, it, it's so funny because, so last week, um, uh, you know, as I normally come and to receive the tithe and offering, and, and sometimes as the Lord lays upon my heart to exhort, listen, <laughs> and uh, I didn't, the Lord moved in a different way, and that didn't happen. And Pastor Mika came up and was even exhorted after that. And it was funny because, as you know, as she said, you know, the crossing over. And I, 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 I looked at Lacey and I opened up because I had some scriptures to share. 
um, for that moment to exhort. And I, I opened up my Bible and it was even exactly in what God was laying upon me to share. So he didn't open the door last week. So I said, oh, I guess he's wanting to make it into a sermon. So here we go. Amen. So the message, the title is follow the ark. The, uh, our main text will be out of Joshua chapter three. And we understand that this is just a, a very familiar set of scriptures. And I, I just want to set something up this morning as we lead into our main text. So listen, pay attention to me this morning. Stay with me because God is going to take us somewhere and we're going to have an, a moment in, uh, of altar as well. So I want you I want you to tune in. I know we have um, a couple little ones that may be up here, but we're all adults and we can all pay attention. Amen. So I want you to hear this word this morning. So as we lead up to Joshua 3, we understand that Moses has died. He just died. He was the one who was leading the children of Israel, um, just with, you know, bringing them out of Egypt. They're in a land that they shouldn't be in. Moses is leading them, and it's time. Uh, Moses' time is up. And so you have Joshua here, who before Moses died, the Bible says that he laid his hand upon Joshua to anoint him over the people of Israel. And what the Bible said about Joshua is this. He was full of the spirit and wisdom. So now they have a man. We know the great and mighty man that even Moses was. And now they appointed Joshua, who the Bible says this man was full of wisdom and the spirit. And the Bible says that the people heeded him. They, they listened to him. They respected him. They knew the call that God had upon his life. And they listened to what he had to say as the Lord commanded him to do. And so God begins to speak to Joshua. He said, Joshua, wake up early in the morning because I want the people to, I want you to take the people and you're going to cross the Jordan so that you may go into the promised land. And this is setting up and understand that it wasn't then that they went, but it was setting something up. Hear me this morning and understand he did this without hesitation. He didn't hesitate. When you read the scriptures, he didn't hesitate. There wasn't a moment or time that passed. And he said, OK, Lord, I'll do it. No, he moved quickly without hesitation. And he trusted the voice of the Lord just as he seen Moses do. And I love just the reassurance that God gives him. When you read this set of scripture in Joshua 1, it, just like Pastor mentioned, listen, they, the Bible, there's just not certain things in there just for no reason. It's for a reason. And in this, uh, the first chapter, three times did God tell um, Joshua and the people of Israel, be strong and of good courage. He told him three times, and that's for a purpose, because I know that you're about to go into a territory you've never visited before. I know I told you to cross the Jordan, but as you look, I know that there's a large body of water. I know there's enemies all around you, but be strong and very courageous. He told them three times, and new life, I feel like the Lord is telling us and understanding that I know you haven't been in this place before, that even where we're located as a church, it may not look like much, but be strong and courageous, new life, because he's called us higher, amen. 
and to pay attention because the last several weeks he's been doing just that. Be strong and very courageous, new life. Mm. Put this up, Tanner. We must be obedient and go without hesitation to where he is sending us. Even Lacey said it from the mic, exhorting. Hmm. We must be obedient. Understand that when Joshua was told this, he didn't wait and linger. He began to move quickly. And understand that as what God is doing in us, we must move quickly and without hesitation. He has given us all power and authority to walk in it. Amen. Hmm. We know that in the next chapter in Joshua 2, that Joshua sent out some spies into the land and they met a, a woman named Rahab. Even the Bible mentions that she's a harlot. If you, don't, if you don't know what that is, she wasn't a good woman that you wanted to be around. Watch out and hold your husband's close because she's coming after him. Listen, they didn't know this woman. They didn't know her. And she lived in Jericho. And what was Jericho to Israel? An enemy. She lived in the place where the enemy resided. <clears throat> and so the two spies go in. We know this. And the king of Jericho sent some, some people after him. They said, oh, there's spies in our land. Let's send them out until we can flush out these spies because they, they can't be here. But the woman Rahab who lived in the territory of the enemy hid these two spies. Even told them the passage of where to go so they could escape and not be caught. Hmm, hear me this morning. Listen to me, church. I believe the season that the Lord has us in is using the enemy around us to turn things for good. If you understand that even in the midst of where they sent the spies, listen, <clears throat> It wasn't just a, a, a house down the street. It was in the land of Jericho. They have an army all around. They, they have people set up and, and things, and they were told to go in. <laughs> and the Lord used the enemy for good, even with these two spies. Listen to me this morning. He's using the, the things of the enemy to turn them around. And I know that it seems like for us, the, the enemy, it seems like God is hiding us around this enemy for a moment because, and the Lord knows that the enemy wants to come, steal, kill, and destroy, that the enemy wants to devour each and every one of us. But at the right time, the enemy that wants evil, God will use for good. Huh. Be strong and courageous because I'm giving you the territory. He's speaking to us through this word, new life. Hear me, church, the things that seems like the enemy is surrounding you. It's not for you to get comfortable with and just live like things are not going to change. But understand, it's to look at the schemes of the enemy. What is the enemy doing? Hmm. Because I'm making a way for you to come through. And understand this, when you read, listen, it says that Rahab was a harlot. And the two spies were men that were sent in. And they could have easily just missed the purpose and flirted around with this woman. But hear me this morning, church. Huh? Do not flirt around with the enemy. But you must go without hesitation and obedience. Hmm. Don't miss this. 
put this up. Don't get complacent in the hiding. You wasn't meant to stay there long. These spies were not meant to stay there long. And they could have very much so easily got tempted by this woman. But they knew the word of the Lord and what God has sent them there to do. And they was even bold with this woman. Like, listen, if you give us up, I'm telling you, your life will not be spared. They didn't float around. And you must hear me, church. Do not float around huh, in the hiding and get complacent because you're not meant to stay there long. The two spies wasn't meant to live in the house with the woman. They was told to go and see and leave. Hmm. And just think, this woman who, oh man, and just think, this woman who hid the spies who lived in the land of the enemy became part of the lineage of David and of Christ. Oh, man. What the enemy meant for evil, he's turning it around for good. Oh, hear me this morning. God is turning around new life. He's doing it. Let's get to our text. If you want to turn to Joshua 3, we're going to start in verse 1 and read to verse 11. And they'll have it on the screen as well. It says this in, in verse 1. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from the Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. He and all of the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. What did pastor say last week? Crossing over. Oh, man. So it was after three days the officers went through the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Say, go after it. Say it again. I didn't have everybody. Say, go after it. We're going to go after it. And yet there should be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. That's about 1,000 yards or so. Do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, oh, pay attention to this part here. Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Hmm. Then Joshua spoke to the priest, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. And in verse 7, And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel. That they may know that it, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You shall command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you have come to the edge of the water of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. So Joshua said to the children of Israel, Come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. In verse 10, And Joshua said, By this, you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will without fail, without fail. Some of you need to hear that. Without fail, drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, and the Perizzites, and the Girgashites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites. 
Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into the Jordan. Oh, man. Hear me this morning. We understand from our text. Check this out. Check this out. They were told to follow the ark. Then told to sanctify themselves. Consecrate. Purify. They was told to sanctify themselves. Then the priests were told to lead with the ark. Listen to me this morning. To cross over, we must follow the ark church. Just as we had an opportunity in worship, we must follow his presence. Let me put that in our word, in our terms now. We must follow his presence. We understand that the ark, that the, the, the fire of God rested upon the ark and they were told to follow it. We must follow the ark new life. Hmm. They were in a place that they shouldn't have been and they were there for way too long. He was in the wilderness for way, 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 way too long. And, and hear me today, new life. The land that where we have been is no longer. I believe it. The Lord is leading us into the land flowing with his presence. If you haven't noticed, there's been a shift these past several weeks to follow his presence. And he's taken us somewhere, church. Hmm. There's been a shift, and it's time to wholeheartedly follow him. He's been making time and opportunity, even in worship, as it seemed that the altars are open, that getting out of your mind and out of the paradigm of thinking that, no, I need to wait to the word of the Lord come through before we uh, have an altar call. No, God is rearranging and he's shifting the mindset and the thinking and understand, even in the moments of worship, don't miss a church when he opens the altars for you to come. Hmm. As the scripture stated, we must sanctify ourselves. He told them to sanctify themselves. Because understand, you can't save yourself. Only Jesus can do it. But each and every one of us, we must sanctify ourselves. People have gotten too comfortable with allowing these things to be the way that they are. And just as we heard pastor speak last week. If we're not careful the time to sanctify ourselves could be no longer. Listen to me friend. Don't miss what he's doing. Don't miss what he's doing. It's his presence that we must follow. The story that she, uh, of, the, of the women as she gave last week. Listen and hear me. Don't miss the opportunity. Don't think that we just have another Sunday till I get right. Do it now. Hmm. It's his presence, church. And from our text, we understand that the people had a major, major, major obstacle in front of them. We must be honest with ourselves today and ask the question, have I gotten too comfortable with the obstacle in front of me that I've stayed in this place too long to move. Hear me this morning. That I'll just keep my feet a little bit in the Jordan River. To only just tease me of where I could go. That I've gotten too comfortable with unfaithfulness. Too comfortable with wanting to have devotional time. Too comfortable to not read and pray. 
too comfortable with not even making the right choices. Listen, I know I'm not going to get no amens here, but hear me this morning. Too comfortable with circumstances that I don't even feel like doing anything about it anymore. Whatever it is, have you gotten comfortable with it to wonder will God even bring me through it? Your testimony should encourage you that even in those times, in those moments, to know that he can remove the obstacle in your way. Put this up, Tanner. The obstacle in your way is to only encourage you that God has made your plans and breakthroughs for your life. Brother, just as we spoke there this morning, and you didn't even know what I was going to preach, understand that even the obstacles that you've been facing is not to stay there, but he's going to bring you through it, brother. How he's going to bring you through it. Hmm. And it's to understand that he has major plans and breakthrough for your life. For each and every one of you. Don't stay there. Don't stay there. Hear me today. Don't stay there. You have to see the obstacle rightly. Because it would only show you how big and mighty God is. Because no way could we do it but by his power. Hmm. Oh, I only got two people there. I guess you like staying where you are. Hear me this morning. It's by his power can it only be done. The plan of God will go forth with or without you. I hope all would be with. Hmm. Understand, Israel made a covenant with the Lord. As you go further back in scriptures, we know and understand that they made covenant with the Lord as they were brought out of Egypt. And we know that they was in uh, the wilderness for a very long period of time. And even during that time, they was like, man, forget having this covenant. Like, I just want to go back. It's better for this and that and that and just complain and, and just understand. <laughs> they had a covenant with the Lord. And God even renewed that even as Joshua took place and was leading the people. Huh, he renewed the covenant that they had. And they had the Ark of the Covenant with them. And the Ark of the Covenant was the very presence of God. He was near them. He was present. It wasn't like they didn't have God there. He was present and what else? He even went before them. Oh, he's with us, church. He's with us. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord. So what did they need to fear when they had the very presence of God leading them? Church, he's guiding us and we must follow. You don't have to fear. He's with us. We have his tangible presence with us. Put this up. Pursuit for God's presence will bring the fullness of victory and destiny. It will bring the fullness of victory and destiny for your life. It's his presence. It's following his presence. They was told to follow the ark because it was going to lead them through victory and destiny. And I don't know about you, but I want victory and destiny. I want his presence, church. Because I, we, it's understand the people of Israel understood that we tried to do it the way that we wanted to. We tried to do it the way that we thought that we could. But we need 
his presence for things to change. Understand this, even today, as for a moment, as Lacey had us tearing and kind of pressing through at the beginning of service, it's understanding that we need his presence because the only thing, the only way that things are going to change in your life, that obstacles are going to move, is by having his presence. We don't do what we do up there just to prolong service and go tell friends that, oh, we had a three and a half hour service. It's not about the time and it's not about that, but it's understanding that we got to have his presence to see things change in our life. We got to have his presence that when he sent us to Center School District, we can be the salt and light to students who need the presence of God hallelujah oh we need your presence Joshua 3 and verse 3 put this up and they commanded the people saying when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest the Levites bearing it then you shall set out from your place and go after it Get this, you will only go after what you have zeal for. Zeal means this, put this up, eager desire, enthusiastic diligence. It's an eager and a desire for the things of the Lord. We understand that God loves to be sought after. The scripture after scripture after scripture that explains that he just loves for us to long for him and to go after him. He said, seek me and you will find me. He said, draw nigh unto God and I will draw nigh unto you. And let's be real and honest today. Hear me today, church. Maybe the reason we're not seeing the obstacle move is because we lost our zeal for God. Hmm. We have lost our zeal, so I'll just come to church when I feel like it. We have lost our zeal, so maybe I'll pray and read today. We've lost the zeal, so I'll make time for everything else but God. Mm, listen, I know I wouldn't go get no amens there. And if you hate me, you can email the pastor. So. Because understand... <laughs> That it's him and it's the zeal, that passion for him is what we need. (laughs) We tell each other, man, I want to do all these things. And you want to tell me you want to do all these things. But you get bored in his presence. You get bored in church. You can't focus enough time on him. Listen, I know I ain't going to get no amens here. And listen, you can tell the pastors, we don't want him back no more. Listen, 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 listen. If it offends you, I'm going to say good. Because understand this, the enemy is out there and is bold and don't care about what your feelings are. So I'm going to tell you today, by the power and the presence of God, that we need zeal and passion for him this morning. Amen, church. So if I offend you, just know I love you. But the enemy doesn't care. He wants to take you out. So if the enemy can be bold, I got the microphone today, so I get to be bold. The devil is a liar. Hmm. It's to draw you out of where you are to get you where he wants you to go. He's drawing his church. 
<laughs> and understand it's going to be his presence that bring you through. We in, what did David do? What did David do? We all know of his encounter with the ark. He said, let us bring back the ark because since Saul, we have not inquired of it. That word right there, inquired, means to seek. Let's go get the ark. What are we doing? We haven't even inquired about it. What are we doing? Let's go get the ark. He was saying, we've been missing something and we need to go get it back. That we are a nation that does exist and we will go after the presence of God. That we are a church body of new life ministries that will go after the presence of God. Hmm. Hmm. And when, and David's like, when we get it back, when we get it back, listen, we don't even care we don't even care what you think of how we may worship because it's about his presence and we will pursue him. And as you know, the story, they tried to bring the ark back in the way, in a way that God never intended it. We understand that they tried to put it on the cart and it began to fell over. And a man thought, oh, yeah, let me help the presence of God. Uh-uh, you better not touch it. And the man died. He said, hold up. Did you see that? He's looking at each other. Did you see that? Yeah, we ain't touching that thing. Hold up, hold up. David's like, hey, hey, hey. Um, we got to change some things. We got to change some things. Listen, these past several weeks in service, there has been a shift, and God has opened the opportunity to get some things in order. The reason they stopped is because they knew they were doing something wrong and they had to get some things in order. So they said, hey, 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 let's uh, let's wait before any more of any more of us die. Let's 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 take a take a rain check for a second. <laughs> and we understand that the ark was placed in Obed, Obed, Obed Edom's house. And here's the thing. When you read the scripture where, you know, they the ark was there. And there was a period of time before they actually brought the ark back into Israel. And even in that moment of time, they had some battles and they won them. They had some things in their life that they had to change. Hmm. David had to get things in order. Hmm. He's allowing us to get some things in order. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. He's allowing us to get some things in order to take us where he's wanting to take us. And in the, in the Bible, in, uh, in Chronicles, it said that when they went to go get the ark, the Bible says as they went to go get the ark, they did it with joy. We need some joy again. Joy to go after his presence. Joy to follow the ark, to go after him. Mm. Hear me this morning. And as they brought the ark back, we know that they worship him like never before. Because when you understand his presence and you feel him, you can do nothing but worship him freely. When we're in a moment of worship 
and press it in. And as uh, Lacey invited you today to, to come who are hungry, because when you understand and know that you feel his presence, <laughs> that you just want to go after him. Hmm. We understand in scripture that David's wife, McCall, as a very sad, as they brought the ark back, very, very sad. The scripture said his wife, McCall, looked at David through a window worshiping. And, and he was worshiping like never before. I mean, the man danced out of his clothes. I mean, he has some undergarments. So don't, don't go there. He wasn't like that, but he danced out of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the linen ephod. And like never before, and it, the Bible says that she despised him in her heart. The man said, we need the presence of God here. We've been without it. We've been without it. Let's go get it. They get it. So they do it the wrong way. And God still gives them an opportunity to make things right. And even during that time, the ark was blessing a, another man very, very much. And he allowed him to get some things right. Gave him a space and time. I'll let you get it right, David, because you want my presence. You want my presence. I'll let you, I'll give you an opportunity because I see the hunger in your heart. And I'll give you a moment to get things right. They got some things right. Brought it back. And the, hey, let me help you out. And the wife of the pastor despised how her husband was worshiping. Mm. hear me church don't be that person that because you don't understand why that person is worshiping like they are despise it because when you know where God brought you out from you can go after him with zeal you just don't want to worship him you want to worship him like no one else is in the room don't be that person don't be that person that, man, why, why he got why he got to worship like that? Why well, Pastor Tim always crying when he's up there worshiping? Why he always got to cry, you big softy? Because when you know where you come from, you can do nothing but worship him like no one else is in the room. Why this gentleman up here? When he prays, it's so loud. Because when you know where he brought, where he came from, even the testimony he shared with his kids, he worshiped and wants to worship like no one else is in the room. Don't be that person to despise it. Because when you go through what you go through and God brings you through it, you'll be like, oh, my gosh, I just want him. And I don't care how anyone sees it. I'm not talking about with flakiness. Listen, we'll call the shutdown crew of Herb and Tommy. But I'm just saying, we'll, we'll call them up. I'm not saying flaky. But you know when there's a true heart of worship. McCoy, you can be in there too. You got, we add you to the shutdown crew. Listen, we got some men back there. I'm not talking about with flakiness. But when you understand where he brought you from, you want to do nothing but worship him freely. In Joshua, 
the children of Israel understood his presence. He, they, they understood the presence of God. They understood the, the, the Ark of the Covenant. They, they understood where God just has brought, him, brought them through, through many years and, and generations. They understood his presence. And that if they were to stay where they have been comfortable for, for way too long, they will never see the promise that God has given them. And it took the right people in place and leadership to get them where they are. It took Joshua being appointed to get them there. You're going to have to move out of where you are to go where he wants you and go after him with zeal like never before, church. We have to go after his presence. Because we can't do it by ourselves, but it's by his presence. We can't go be the salt and light to uh, schools by just us. We need his presence. In Joshua 3 verse 4, it says, Yet there should be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits of measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. They've never been there before. We've never been somewhere before. How do you know where to go? When we're driving, we throw in that GPS. Get that lady talking with an accent that we don't understand, but she's going to get us there. Listen, they was told to follow the ark. They've never been there before. They had to follow something. And it was his presence in the ark to be the light to shine them. Their GPS. <laughs> if you haven't noticed within just these past several weeks, God is trying to take us where we haven't been before. And I don't know about anyone else, but I want to go after him and what he has. Just like the song lyrics say, I can't stay here anymore. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to say it. That song, I can't stay here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. <clears throat> I've been in the wilderness for way too long. I can't stay here anymore. Don't stay where you're at anymore. Mm. I'm ready to walk in the power and the authority he has given us. I, we must go to the next level. Okay, I guess you want to stay at the lower level. Listen, we must go to the next level. Hear me today. Understand Joshua knew. I see where things got us, where things got us. When we were back and forth with our covenant with the Lord. I want to reestablish this covenant with you, Lord. So we must go where his presence is leading us. And as they pursue God, they begin to really see the direction he was leading them. In Joshua verse, uh, 3 verse 5, it says, Joshua told the people, consecrate. Say consecrate. Consecrate. You're, and th this is the NIV here. And uh, in the, in the New King James, it says sanctify. And I want to just point uh, 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 in the NIV here. It says, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. The, consecrate yourselves for Monday. The Lord will do amazing things among you. Amen. See what preparation we must take to receive the discoveries of God's glory and the communications of his grace. Consecrate there is to prepare, sanctify yourselves, get right. 
To enter where God is leading us, we must set ourselves apart. They couldn't be like any other nation. Listen, God hasn't called us to be like every other church. He's calling us to sanctify ourselves, consecrate ourselves. For tomorrow, tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things. Amazing things. Mm. We want all these things from God, but we won't sanctify ourselves. We want the promises, but we won't do the work on our part. Sanctify yourselves, get you ready for the amazing. And I don't know about you, but I just don't want good. I want the amazing, as the word says. And the scripture confirms it. As you're ready, he will do the amazing things among you. To walk in this revival culture, we must consecrate ourselves because it's time for you new life to do amazing things. I decree and declare that each and every one of you that is a part of new life uh, is going to walk in the amazing. In your personal life, in your ministry, over you, your family, that you would do amazing things. Hmm. I don't want to walk in the same junk. I want what he has, and that's the amazing. And Joshua 3, verse 7, as I just wrap this up, Lacey, if you want to make your way. And the Lord said to Joshua, this day I will begin to exalt you in sight of all of Israel that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. God will receive the glory, but you will receive the breakthrough. God is going to do great and mighty works in your life, but he is going to get the glory. You are going to get blessed, but he will receive the glory. Because of Joshua's honor to God, he knew he could appoint Joshua to lead the people. God has appointed us here to understand you will get the breakthrough, and I'm going to get the glory. And everyone's going to see that there's been a change in your life. And to God be the glory. Listen, it's amazing to think, yet again, the children of Israel was again positioned to walk through a mighty miracle. They did it when they came out of Egypt. And now they have another opportunity that once again, they was about to walk on dry ground. We know that as you read on in this chapter, that as the pre, as you read on, we, we won't, we're not going to read more of that chapter. You can read more as you get home. I, actually, I'd encourage you to just to see more of how things came about. But as you read on, the priest was carrying the ark. And it says that as their feet dipped the edge of the river, it began to part. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. And everything that could have taken them out in that moment was now held by the power of the Lord. That as they was in the middle, man, listen, 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 listen. Understand it. It wasn't like they was in their bathtub and the water came up. 
oh, it, the, you know, you put too much water, there's a little safety valve, but then when you sit in and the water goes over, it, it just wasn't that, okay? It, it wasn't that. But this was a, a river, a river, this large body of water. And as the priest stepped in the river, the water begins to part. And, listen, I don't know about you, but not, listen, don't, don't get too weird and taint the Bible. But can you just imagine the water is up and you're walking, oh, there's a shark. There's maybe a whale. There's a bunch of fishes and all these things and didn't touch them. The things that could have taken them out didn't touch them. Listen, I want to help somebody today. I want to help somebody that everything that have could have taken them out, everything that tried to take you out, the Lord's hand's been holding it up. He's holding it up for us, church, because he's trying to take us somewhere. There's been things in your life that should have taken you out. Hmm. Through statistics, there should have been some things that taken me out from the childhood and family, how I was raised. There should have been things that through statistically, great statistics should have taken me out. But it was the hand of the Lord holding back the enemy. And understanding that should change the way we worship him. That there was things there was to take you out. We've heard Pastor Mika share the testimony when she was in that car and she was like, man, I just got to get out of here. You know, and she had praying, uh, praying uh, uh, parents for her and understand that uh, uh, she got out the car and later that car ended up wrecking and she could have been in there. There was things to take you out. And even knowing that it should change the way you worship him. There was things that were supposed to take out the children of Israel. And it was held by the power and the hand of the Holy Ghost. Check this out. During this time, during this time when you're reading scripture, when you read, when you continue reading the scripture, it says that during this time of harvest, so uh, just where they was at in the seasoned, that this was a time of harvest. And it said that the Jordan was deeper than ever before. Because of this time of harvest. <clears throat> so as the waters begin to part, can't you, <clears throat> can't put your, just, just get a glimpse of this. As they begin to walk, the waters part. And, <laughs> and even as I read, you know, all the Jebusites, all the, bill collector rights and all those people over there, all the take your money rights, you know, all those people right there, the lackadaisical lights and don't read the Bible lights, you know, all those people that was surrounding them were enemies of Israel. Oh, man, listen, I'm about to get excited and hear. Understand that every enemy surrounding them could... <laughs> could see that as the waters were being parted, these bo the body of water standing up, the children of Israel is stepping into their promise, and they are coming after us. 
Okay, I, I guess you like staying where you are. You, you can stay on that side of the Jordan, but I'm going to walk through it. And I want every enemy that wants to come after me to see I'm walking through where God is leading me by the leading of the ark. And I'm walking into the promise. Hallelujah. Stand with me to your feet. You can just imagine that all of these nations surrounding them could see what what is that? Like like that ain't that ain't normal. That, that's not rain. No, that's the power of the living God. Oh man. The priest that carried the ark was told to stand there. They was told to go and to stand there. You know what that was? Just like we had in a moment of worship, the priest was there. Hold, listen, <clears throat> when you when you read, a pastor has preached on it. I know Tommy has taught on it. Uh, Sister Deb taught on it, and others. When you understand the ark, it was carried and meant to be carried on the shoulders, and and with the the priest, they carried the ark. And the Bible says in this chapter it says that they were told to go and to stand there to stand there you know why they were told to stand there because they were to show the faith and trust they had in God to tarry while everyone passed while we had a moment in worship as we just invited those to come. That was a moment of tearing. A moment of tearing so that you can get what you needed, that God could touch your life. The priest was told to stand there. And listen, it wasn't just the 40 or people here, thousands of people carrying, holding the ark. It wasn't light. They was carrying it and holding it, and they were standing there to show that as you follow the ark, as you follow the presence, that God is with us, holding us up. Walking on dry ground to the promise. Because when God is doing a miracle, through faith, you stand in boldness to tarry for the presence of God. It's your own protection. It was their protection. It was their protection. When we're up here, as you noticed, you know, as myself or Brother Tommy or Pastor Mika, these past several weeks, and in the past, some of our other leaders, like uh, Sister Debbie Peoples and Jonna, and those moments of, of worship come and, and exhort or what the Lord has laid upon their heart to share again is not to prolong things but it's to understand to give the opportunity of what God has laid upon those hearts to give a time and space for you to come and grab a hold of his presence it's not to prolong things it's not what it's about but it's about knowing the Father's heart and knowing, man, there's somebody that needs a touch. 
There's somebody bound, and I want to touch them. Would you give an opportunity for them to come? Somebody has been battling. Somebody that just needs my arms wrapped around them. Would you just give them the opportunity to come? Psalms 23, 4. Ye though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Bow your heads. Close your eyes and please, less moving as possible in this moment. Listen, God has given us a moment opportunity. Listen, church, he's been doing some great and mighty things in our services. And today he is wanting us to sanctify and to consecrate ourselves. Because he's wanting to lead and take us. It's his presence and we must follow the ark. Listen, it's his presence that changed things. When he walks into the room, things changes. Even when we don't think he's there, we feel him. He's still holding back the enemy from taking you out. It's his presence, church. And he's leading us somewhere. And we're in a season that, listen, God is wanting to do some great and mighty things. And if we want the heartbeat of revival, it's going to take us sanctifying ourselves, being consecrated, so that tomorrow he can do the amazing. Again, it's not to prolong things, but it's for you to understand that if you would consecrate yourself, tomorrow God wants to do amazing things. And he wants to do amazing things in and through his church. Oh, Robo Shiki, Nala Labo Cove.